thank you for tuning in to Reviewing Report. I'm your host, Anthony. Grab a beer, grab a drink, grab whatever it is you're sipping on. Check your doors, make sure they're locked. And let's get started. What's going on, Reviewing Report fans? It's me, your favorite host, Anthony, and it's just going to be me tonight. The other two hooligans, also known as Big Mike and Tess, are taking the night off. They have busy, busy schedules, and this is a very busy, busy podcast because we're trying to get so much content out to you guys, catch up from over the last three weeks where we didn't have any episodes. and. We had a lot of feedback the last uh, 24 hours on our new episode, and appreciate it, guys. Keep on sharing it, and we're going to do a uh, uh, another free t-shirt drawing, but don't forget, guys, $20, you guys can help us out. You know, you can get a small, medium, a large, an extra large, a 2X, and they're $20, that goes that goes towards our podcast and helps keep us going and we're going to be getting beer koozies in soon too so i know you're excited about that and speaking of beer koozie what do i have in my yeti koozie tonight i'm sure you guessed it miller light and it feels weird not hearing big mike say bush latte and Tess saying truly but tonight only can you're going to hear cracking is miller light sitting nice and cold in the yeti so Tonight's case is a very, very interesting case. It's a very sad case. It's the case of five-year-old Haley Cummings, a missing Florida girl from Putnam County, Florida. And I think the population is around 5,500. In February 10th, 2009, just around 3 a.m., Misty Croslin, 17 years old, and this would be the father of Haley's girlfriend, Ronald Cummings' girlfriend. This is, so he was a, she was a living girlfriend. Uh, she wakes up to, to use the bathroom around 3 in the morning, and on her return, she notices Haley is missing. And at 3.37 a.m., Haley is reported missing to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office soon after Haley's father, Ronald Cummings, 25, returns home from his job at PDM Bridge in Palatoka, Florida. I'm sure I said that wrong. Hate on me all you want. I can take it. Police are told Haley Ann Marie Cummings, five, was last seen at about 10 p.m. the night before. In the 12 minutes between police being called and arriving, it's been recently reported by one of the original investigators that Misty took a shower, leading many to believe this shows suspicious behavior on her part, which I would have to agree, and also that Misty must, you know, must not have been too messed up that she didn't have to, you know, she, I just, it blows my mind. She took a shower in 12 minutes between the cops getting there that that's just weird. Okay, moving on. 9:30 a.m. 
a nationwide Amber Alert is issued for Haley Ann Marie Cummings. Through the back door of the mobile home, there the the back door was actually found propped open by like a uh, uh, concrete block or a cinder block, and no initial signs of forced entry were discovered at anywhere in the trailer. And I do believe that Ronald Cummings and you guys, you know, you got to go back and listen to this nine one one call of his missing daughter. Um, because he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he, he's freaking out, but just the way he acts is just, he seems like a hothead. Uh, it seems like a, somebody that's not actually being helpful by any means, but so this back door is propped open by a center block. There's no initial signs of forced entry, more than 130 officers from at least 10 different counties, state and federal law enforcement agencies searched for Haley on the ground. There was helicopters up in the air, water units, bloodhounds. They're searching a five-mile radius around Haley's home, including the shores of the St. John's River, which is about 300 yards from the trailer, from the, the resident. And Ronald Cummings issues a tearful plea for the return of his daughter as Haley's mother, Crystal Sheffield, 23, stands by also in tears and holding a portrait of the child. The families of Haley's mother and father hold the first of many, many evening vigils. Now, moving forward, February 11, 2009. The search is continuing for Haley and... With that being said, there was 150 officers still and 20 law enforcement agencies, and divers were checking the St. John's River after signs of her scent were actually picked up by those bloodhounds from the trailer to the river. And the Putnam County Sheriff's Office released redacted copies of the 911 calls made Tuesday morning by Ronald and his girlfriend, Misty Crosland, 4 p.m. Now, Let's keep moving forward here. I know we're kind of moving fast, and I'm leaving out some details here, but I don't think they're very important. And uh, so at 4 p.m., uh, Putnam County Sheriff's officials declare the case of an abduction because there is no evidence around the house that would lead anyone to believe that the girl wandered away on her own. So they declared right away it was an abduction. The girl's father and friends are questioned by the law enforcement officers and the officials that were involved with the case and were described as cooperative and they were, you know, offered the chance to take lie detector tests. So I have kind of a different view on lie detectors tests. I don't I mean you can't use them in a court of law and you know, I just I don't know. It's it's a touchy subject for me. But uh yeah, I mean at the time, there was like 44 sex offenders who lived within a five-mile radius of the trailer, all of which were later ruled out, So, which is crazy. 44 sex offenders within five-mile radius. Think about that. Think about 44 sex offenders living around your house. It could be more than that. You should check it out. So February 12th, 2009. The actual search team in the area 
that's being searched actually gets quite a bit larger. And Ronald, Haley's father, goes on TV again with pleas for the girl's safe return. He also says that there has been that uh, the involvement, like he has no involvement with his daughter's disappearance. And that Misty, his girlfriend, is not at fault for being the last known person to see Haley. But actually, Marie Griffiths, this would be Haley's maternal grandmother, is very critical of Misty and her account of the disappearance of Haley. Some people have speculated that there's a custody dispute between parents, but found that though Ronald has custody of Haley and Ronald Jr., Crystal Sheffield, the children's mother, has them every, I think it was every other weekend, but later reports stated that she may have actually been incarcerated during the time of the disappearance. So that, there's a lot there, but that's kind of what, uh, that's what we've gotten. And, uh, and Tess has spent a lot of time on research with this. So, uh, and actually media attention picks up significantly and goes national with Crystal appearing on CNN's Nancy Grace show. We all know who Nancy Grace is. So this, this case really started picking up uh, some attention. And February 13th, 2009, investigators find several items of interest during a fresh search of the area near the trailer and announce that they will conduct more interviews and also re-interview people and you know, some of the family, but don't want to release more information about that. Now, February 14th, 2009 marie griffiths now remember that's the grandmother issues an apology to ronald and misty for raising suspicion you know with the media about them february 15th 2009 officers in the search and haley's relatives hold a birthday party for her younger brother and he was four who also supposedly was in the same room when his sister vanished. It's crazy. So, you know, moving on, February 18th, 2009, officers confirm that there was a tip that Misty wasn't at home when Haley actually disappeared um, or why she was sleeping, supposedly sleeping. But Ronald and Misty had said they passed, they both had passed polygraph tests. The Amber Alert initial, the actual initial report of the amber alert stated that she had been wearing a pink shirt the night that she vanished and was changed after officers found that clothing a pink hannah montana shirt was later found in a pile of clothes at the home february 21st 2009 the reward for haley's return begins to climb and it reaches sixteen thousand dollars the media frenzy hits uh and when a trespass warning is issued to Geraldo Rivera after he reportedly confronted Ronald about the disappearance, he hosted Gerardo at large on on Fox at the time. And sorry if I mispronounced that, but February 24th, 2009, Haley's younger brother talked about a man in black who entered the home and took his sister. Authorities wouldn't comment, but Ronald and the boys and Maria later dismissed the four-year-olds ever said that. So I've, that's pretty interesting. 
February 26th and February 27th of 2009, cadaver dogs actually alerted on a dumpster near the trailer, but nothing was actually found. Though all the garbage in the area was removed to a specific part of a local landfill, and it was searched, and the landfill itself wasn't searched until, like, I think it was just it was a few months later. After investigators removed crime scene tape from the, around the mobile home where she was last seen, Ronald reportedly didn't return to the home and is living in a travel trailer now. Speculation that the marriage happened when it did centers around spousal privilege. Believing anything Misty would confess to Ronald would now be, you know, not able to be used in court, which is not true for anything she may have said before the marriage. Also, Ronald was actually 25 while Misty was 17. It's possible that there was fear of statutory rape charges, and that has something to do with it as well. So, which I think that makes more sense. But on May, March 20th, 2009, both of the girls' parents actually lawyered up. During the media frenzy of the grandparents of Kaylee Anthony, which you guys remember that case, um, they, they actually attempted to, to provide support, but Haley's family actually rejected any help from them, saying that it was their own agenda. Now, June 4th, 2009, Authorities stress that the case isn't cold. July 16th, 2009, Ronald's lawyer, Greg Kimball, his client has states that his client has been cleared of any abuse of his daughter prior to her uh, actual disappearance. But both he and his wife, Misty, agreed to attend parenting classes, which that I found that interesting. August 6th, 2009. Ronald is arrested on both uh, charges of burglar, burglary and also assault or battery after he was accused of hitting his brother-in-law, Hank, Tommy Croslin Jr. Tommy told officers that the fight happened after his sister contacted her family, saying that she didn't want to stay at a home with her husband, Ronald, and said his brother and his father-in-laws started it. So. Just a lot of drama there. August 17, 2009, on Haley's sixth birthday, police announced they considered Misty key in the girl's disappearance, stating physical evidence contradicts her sketchy account of what she was doing the evening of the disappearance. The sheriff's office also reports it doesn't think the girl was taken by a stranger and that her biological parents are not considered suspects. August 19th, 2009, officials confirm that Misty took a polygraph test and it showed huge deception. Again, I'm not a big fan of polygraph tests. Maybe you are, but according to um, the officials, she showed a lot of deception. Um, that doesn't look good on her. August 29th, 2009, Searchers look into an area Misty talked about while trying to clear her name through hypnosis. She tells searchers to look for a red rose in a wooded area running from St. John's River east behind the house where the girl lived. Again, weird. August 31st, 
Tommy Croslin Jr. was interviewed after remarks made by his Misty about his behavior around the time of Haley's disappearance. September 5th, 2009, more of Misty's relatives are interviewed, this time in Massachusetts. September 15th, 2009, Tommy Croslin Jr. is arrested on grand theft charge regarding a gun missing from his neighbor's home. I'm telling you, this, this is just a great group of people. September 19th and 20th of 2009, a pond in southern Putnam County is drained after officers get a tip that Haley may actually have been taken to a party where she died from a drug overdose and was dumped in the pond. Yeah, drug overdose and a young child. I don't even know what words can describe how shitty that is. September 22nd, 2009, it's revealed that Ronald and relatives of Misty couldn't reach her the night of Haley's disappearance. According to the phone records, Ronald made 20 attempts to reach her by the phone that evening. And when her brother went to check on her, no lights were on inside the trailer and no one answered the door when they were banging on it. October 9th, 2009, Misty announces on the CBS early show that she and Ronald are getting a divorce and she feels she's being closely uh, scrutinized um, more than any of the rest of the family. Ronald was quoted as saying about their marriage, keep your enemies close. That's interesting. Now, October 12th, 2009, after being advised not to appear on the CBS show, and doing it anyways, Misty's lawyer drops her as a client. Misty's lawyer drops her as a client. That's crazy. You, you should listen to your lawyer. October 15, 2009, Ronald and Misty, Misty divorce is finalized. October 21st, 2009, the body of young girl Somer Thompson, six years old, is found in a Georgia landfill. The Clay County girl disappeared on October 19th while walking home from school. And though there had been like comparisons made by the public, police said there was no relation to this had zero relation to Haley's disappearance. November 5th, 2009, Tommy Croslin Jr. Misty's brother is arrested on drug charges after he is found in a car with a variety of narcotics. Like I said, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Tommy evidently has some issues. Misty evidently has some issues. This whole entire family seems to have issues. November 24th, 2009, Misty's father, good old Hank, is arrested and accused of doctor shopping. Yeah. January 20th, 2010, Following a month-long investigation into trafficking of prescription medications, Misty, Ronald, and Misty's brother, you remember, Tommy Jr., and two others are arrested. Misty faces six months of trafficking in this whole entire prescription medication ring. Three counts of the same charge are brought against Cummings and one against Tommy, and the other two, many believe this would was just to squeeze info about the missing girl out of those arrested. February 3rd, 2010, more charges are brought against Misty and Ronald 
bringing the total charges of eight against her and five against him. The sheriff's office also releases hours of video captured from the jailhouse visits involving Misty and Tommy, remember Tommy Jr. And one of the visits with his daughter, Hank Croslin, is seen telling her, Misty, don't be lying about nothing because all it's going to do is bury you deeper. The Haley stuff has got to come to an end. It has to, Misty. That's interesting. August 10th. Sorry, August 2010. New new details have emerged when attorney James Werder, who represents Tommy Croslin, proposed the girl was dead hours before her disappearance was reported. Tommy said he was with his cousin, Joe Overstreet, with, and when the two went to a boat ramp where the girl was dumped into St. John's River inside a bag. This is not the first time Overstreet has been named as a suspect. Police interviewed him twice before Tommy said anything about it. So I think that was in April that uh, he was interviewed. Um, according to both Tommy and his sister, Misty, the night that night Overstreet drove over to Misty's house in a van borrowed from another Croslin brother and went to the mobile home where Misty was with, uh, you know, the two children. They went there around midnight. Warder said Haley's father, Ronald was at work and the two were looking for a world war two era machine gun to hunt deer. Misty stated that, uh, when, the attack happened over street, put a black bag over Haley and Misty hid beneath the, underneath the covers with Haley's brother In an interview with media in Nashville Overstreet broke into tears when he said, when he was asked about any possible connection with Haley's disappearance. And he, he said, if I knew who did it, I would go straight and call the cops and tell them who did it. His attorney, Sean Sergo said, I do believe siblings have gotten together and, you know, created a story that they can even keep straight. The lies lead to lies. Now, here we go. Here's the ending. A decade after the disappearance, authorities have been clear. They believe Misty holds the answers to Haley's disappearance. Although she remain, she maintains her innocence to this very day. Was Misty really on a three day drug binge? Could she have suffocated Haley in her sleep on accident? Could Haley have gotten into a, a you know, drug stash and OD'd because obviously drugs are a big thing. If so, did Misty call the cops or call her brother? and cousin to help dispose of the body where'd she do it herself the area is swampy with critters and Haley was small for her age having a condition called turner syndrome or is it possible that someone who had associated with the drug circles they ran with took Haley while miss misty was passed out or a complete did a complete stranger walk into that trailer take Haley and immediately turn around and took off. And I find that the biggest far-fetched possibility of them all. I, I find it very, very 
unlikely that a stranger just walked into that trailer. Um, I kind of think I believe what the, the, the authorities say. I think that, uh, you know, she had something to do with it and it's unfortunate. And I, I hope to hear from you guys about this case. Um, I want to hear your guys's, uh, ideas and, and what you think, because this case is still unsolved. And this, and poor Haley, she deserves, um, she deserves, you know, closure and this, the family, they're not helping this situation. So you can actually, uh, get a hold of us at nine, three, seven, five, six, eight, one, seven, five, four. You can text that or, you, you know, send a text message to that number, or you can call and leave a voicemail. Um, when you call it, my ask you to say your name that's just to get through to the voicemail line um you can say whatever you want you can say that you're jackie chan you can say whatever you want um like i said before you guys can get a hold of us on uh, facebook at reviewing report um you can also get follow us on instagram we're always putting all kinds of cool stuff up so yeah i look forward to hearing from you guys and don't forget get on and rate us and tell us what you think and as Always, are you team Anthony? Are you team Tess? Or are you one of those crazy people that are team Big Mike? Right now, I'm winning. So, who? what team are you on, guys? Hit us up. We look forward to hearing from you. In our next episode, hopefully, Tess and Big Mike have decided to come out of hibernation and record some episodes. Good night, everyone. <laughs>